This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The coronavirus is rearing its head and impacting international trade discussions. According to a report from Bloomberg, China hopes the United States will show a little flexibility on meeting the purchasing agreements in the Phase 1 trade deal as the virus rocks all parts of the country's economy. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer told AgriPulse today he's aware of the reports but has yet to hear directly from Chinese officials about their concerns. The American meat sector is trying to figure out just how the disease will impact markets abroad and here at home. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. U.S. meat exporters say it's unclear how and if the coronavirus is affecting food sales at businesses in China. Joel Haggard is senior vice president for the Asia-Pacific region at the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He says it is difficult to get a good read on how the virus is affecting the movement of goods. Rumors of Chinese port closures are just that, though. Rumors. Clearance of goods may have been slowed because of the holidays, but so far we're not aware of any port closures due to disease risk. Haggard says what remains unclear is how the food supply chain will function. There's no question that there have been runs at supermarkets. In most tier one cities, they head out to the supermarkets to stock up and then head back home for a lockdown. This is translating into a very quick weakening of food service sales. But again, it's hard to quantify because many restaurants shut anyway for the Lunar New Year holiday. As of this morning, there were some 17,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus in more than two dozen countries. The World Health Organization says most of them are in China. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. For more on what's at stake for American agriculture as China battles the virus, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. USDA has issued the third tranche of market facilitation program payments. Administration officials, including President Donald Trump and Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, said last month the checks were on the way. Now, USDA says the payment should hit producer bank accounts by the end of the week. There's still no word on whether or not the Trump administration plans to do another round of MFP in 2020. The previous two rounds were issued in the midst of a trade war with China as well as during trade negotiations with Canada and Mexico. But the dispute with China has cooled after the signing of a Phase 1 trade deal between the two countries, and the U.S. and Mexico have both cleared the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, leaving only Canada left to fully ratify the deal. The leader of the government's derivative market-regulating arm says a recent position limits rule is a work in progress, but something that needs to be done. Heath Tarbert is the chairman of the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Speaking on this week's open mic, he says people are glad to see the CFTC doing something. This has been tried several times in the last 10 years, and it's never stood the test of time. So every day that we wait and we don't get federal position limits in place, we run the risk of having excessive speculation and corners and squeezes. And so so we're very much committed to it. So I think as a whole, people are very pleased that we actually have a proposal out there that we think is workable from a standpoint. This starts a comment period, a 90-day comment period. And so it absolutely is subject to change. And we've asked the agricultural community, we've asked the energy community, we've asked all Americans to comment on it. But some, like Senate Ag Committee top Democrat Debbie Stabenow, say the rule doesn't go far enough. She wants to see more protections for consumers and the markets. Tarbert says it's important to note that the new rule does not repeat what he calls the mistakes of the past. And one of those key mistakes of the past, why those previous proposals failed, was because it didn't offer flexibility to farmers, ranchers, and end users. 
that our markets were meant to serve. So while there may be, uh, you know, sort of tweaks and things that we can make in this proposal, and I'm certainly open to that. I want the best proposal possible to be adopted as a law. I think what you'll see from our agricultural community is that we listened to them, we took them seriously, and we acted on it. To hear more from Tarbert, including his thoughts on cryptocurrency and electronic trading, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.